Between the Lies podcast episode 10 It's Tammy's second son, still though he the one of one Penning his late night thoughts like he's Reverend Run Combining sermons with the verses, need some medicine I'm ill-minded, boulders on my shoulders and they weigh a ton I gotta shake them off swiftly, bitch I'm taking off Ain't no opposition, quite frankly, if we aim at y'all And welcome back to the Between the Lies podcast where we deep dive into whatever wicked or warped subject we might find our way into on that given week. As always, I am your host and I'm proud to be bringing you the Between the Lies podcast and I just wanted to let everybody who's been listening from the first episode or you're just listening now let you know that I am so grateful for every single listener and everybody who's followed me on my TikTok, which is Between the Lies podcast, no spaces, no numbers, and everybody that's given me feedback along the way and are starting to appreciate this journey that I'm going through because as I'm making this podcast, as I'm making these TikToks along the way, you guys are going through this journey with me. So it's kind of like an awakening in a way. Now, I've been studying conspiracy theories for maybe 10 plus years, but still, as I come across certain theories and certain things that you look between the lies, cliche as it sounds on, you start to see the world through a different lens. So we're all taking that journey together. So I appreciate everybody who listens, all the feedback I'm getting, show this to your friends, maybe open their eyes to certain things that are going on in the world. That's all I can ask. But before I go off on some huge tangent, let's talk about the topics for today's podcast because I get carried away sometimes. Today, we are going to be talking about two main topics. The first is going to be Disney and some of the conspiracy theories that have kept me up at night looking through TikTok or YouTube wormholes looking for this information because when it comes to Disney, and I'm going to go over some very specific examples, there is clearly, at least in my mind, in my opinion, more than meets the eye. Everybody knows that Disney is the biggest entertainment company of all time, and it is especially consumed especially on a daily basis by children. And when you hear some of these oddities that we find in some of the films and some of the subliminal messages in some of the Disney TV shows, some facts about Walt Disney as well, I think your eyes will be opened as mine have. So first and foremost, we're going to cover the movie Pinocchio and some of the dark themes that actually inhabit the actual movie, which at least in my mind includes some sinister references to what seems like child trafficking. Again, we are operating under the belief or the theory that media and entertainment not only has become infiltrated with evil, but also admits to some, if not all, of their wrongdoings through the entertainment and media. So the theory is that the elites and people who truly run the world, and that would, of course, include the entertainment industry, anything we consume on a daily basis, they'll go out of their way to admit some of the sick things and practices they are conducting as a way to avoid karma. So nonetheless, when you hear some of the odd phrases and storylines that are being used in these children's movies, it can really make you wonder. I'll tell you that much. So in Pinocchio, for those of us who don't know, it's a Disney movie all the way back to 1940 when it released. And when you actually analyze the plot and some of the themes of the overall story, you'll see a striking resemblance to Epstein Island. Now let's go over the overall plot of Pinocchio and go from there, folks. So the film follows a wooden puppet, of course, Pinocchio. He's created by an old wood carver named Geppetto and brought to life by a blue fairy. Wishing to become a real boy, Pinocchio must prove himself to be brave, truthful, and unselfish. 
Along his journey, Pinocchio encounters several characters representing the temptations and consequences of wrongdoing. And Jiminy Cricket, who is a cricket who follows him around throughout the film, he takes the role of Pinocchio's conscience and attempts to guide him in the matters of right and wrong. So during the movie, one morning while the wooden puppet Pinocchio is walking to school, please suspend your disbelief, he's led astray by the con artist Fox, Honest John, and his sidekick Gideon the Cat. Now, Honest John convinces Pinocchio to join a puppet show, Stromboli's puppet show it's called. Now, despite Jiminy's objections, who again is acting as Pinocchio's conscience, Pinocchio does join and becomes the star attraction. But when he tries to go home, Stromboli, who's the owner apparently, locks him in a birdcage and leaves the tour of the world with Pinocchio. Now, meanwhile, a mysterious coachman, and this is the part that we're really going to hone in on, a mysterious coachman hires Honest John the Fox to find disobedient boys for him to take to Pleasure Island. Now, Pleasure Island is an amusement park located on a cursed island where it's said to be only accessed by ferry. According to the coachman himself, it is specialized to serve stupid little boys who are disobedient and play hooky from school. It is implied to be illegal and extremely notorious even by the coachman himself. So, of course, in Pinocchio, the actual story... They are taking these children, at least in the Pinocchio story, and turning them into donkeys on the island, and apparently that's what's so illegal and extremely notorious. But what's another name for a donkey? Yep, that's right. They are taking the children to this island, turning them into asses, and it's all happening on Pleasure Island. That simply is too creepy, too weird to be a coincidence. Also, add in the fact that Pinocchio, the original, came out in 1940, in the 1970s, billionaire mogul Francis Sheldon would flee the country when his island, which was named North Fox Island, was found out as being a haven for predators, similar and can only really be compared to Epstein Island. That's the same exact circumstances that kids in Pinocchio would be taken to Pleasure Island. I mean, what are the chances? This further supports the theories that the people truly running the world, that be the entertainment industry, politics, and everything we consume on a daily basis, are warning us through entertainment of these diabolical happenings that are going on behind the scenes. Possibly here in Pinocchio, telling us without telling us that places like Epstein or North Fox Island exist and are real things, which further goes into the theory that I truly believe, at least in my own opinion, Based on the research I've done, I don't think Epstein or North Fox Island are two things that just happened in a bubble. I think this is something that is happening all the time. And as we see in this 1940s Disney's film, it's almost like they're hinting to it. I mean, they're literally saying, we take disobedient boys who play hooky from school to this island and we turn them into donkeys, which again is another name for ass and let alone that it's called Pleasure Island, and is also implied to be extremely notorious. I mean, really, what are the chances of that? And the last odd coincidence that I'll go over one more time is that Francis Sheldon, who was running North Fox Island, he was said to be running this island as a place for disobedient boys where he could turn them into men and send them back to their families with a new lease on life. But instead of actually helping them, he was hurting them and exploiting them the same way that children and people at Epstein Island were exploited so obviously. It's just the most horrible thing. So what are the chances that this 1940 film would basically predict something that happened 30 plus years later? 
it's honestly too much of a big coincidence and red flag for anyone to ignore. There are also countless examples of shows like The Simpsons meticulously predicting history and hinting at things that later come to fruition in our current reality. I guess we just have to accept at this point that these big entertainment companies are telling us the truth without actually telling us the truth, if that makes any sense to you. We find another heinous example of a hidden in plain sight agenda in Disney's other popular movie, Peter Pan. So again, let's talk a little bit about the plot and go from there. Peter Pan is a boy who simply never grows up. He goes on to take the children, Wendy, John, and Michael, key characters in the film, to Magical Neverland, where they meet and Wendy actually mothers the Lost Boys. Now, the Lost Boys are the kids that Peter Pan has collected over the years, which he claims live in pure bliss and never grow up in Neverland. The children go on adventures with fairies, mermaids, and pirates, with Wendy becoming a good mother to the Lost Boys. Now, first and foremost, sit there and think about it. Peter Pan is abducting children from their families. This is admitted to and is a prevalent theme and a storyline throughout the film. Also, of course, growing up watching this movie, which was something that I watched many times throughout my childhood, I always perceived, as most people did, that Captain Hook, who was trying to stop Peter Pan from taking these children, was the villain. But there are a few important things to point out, even blatantly in the storyline, that completely reversed that popular narrative. And what I mean by that is Disney, multiple times in the theme and the plot of the original movie, as well as the newer Disney movie, Peter Pan, you're going to hear references to Captain Hook being one of the Lost Boys who got away from Peter Pan's island and is trying to save these new crop of children that he's trying to bring to the island. So I ask you, who's really the villain here? In fact, in the absolute original book that was actually made way before Disney got its hands on the story of Peter Pan, Peter would promise the children they would stay young forever if they joined him in Neverland, when in actuality, in the original book, the way he's making that happen is by murdering the children. And I know that sounds grotesque and it sounds like way out there, but please, as with anything that I say or any podcast or TikTok that you hear from anybody, look into it yourself. Peter Pan in the original book is abducting and murdering children. So in the original book, he's also obsessed with youth, and it's heavily implied that by murdering the children, he's actually staying young forever. Now sit there and think... For those of us that are heavily into conspiracy theories and that have been listening weekly, what that reminds you of. Now, for those of us who aren't too into conspiracy and are listening for the first time or just listen to my podcast but aren't huge into conspiracy, we're going to talk about adrenochrome. It, of course, is the harvesting of children's blood in order to not only make the compound known as adrenochrome, which is something that apparently, reportedly, I have to say, the elites are ingesting and some key behind some of the older stars that have a very youthful appearance. The entire theory sounds crazy, but it actually insists that most of the human and child trafficking is being done in the world today in order to satisfy this sick desire by the most wealthy people in our entire world. I do know that I've briefly mentioned adrenochrome a few times on the last couple episodes, I believe, as it has tied into some of the theories that I've been covering. I still hope in the next couple episodes to do a complete deep dive into that theory as well, which is something I've covered in the past on the original 
iteration of the Between the Lies podcast. But nonetheless, look into Adrenochrome on your own. Is it possible that this story being picked up by Disney deliberately and becoming a worldwide phenomenon is another sick way to tell us the truth without really telling us? More about Peter Pan that I found very eerie and extremely coincidental. In the past few weeks researching this specific topic, I came across a few videos on TikTok that also opened my eyes to the Peter Pan connection to the Greek god whose name was also Pan. The Greek god Pan was known as the god of the wild. It was also wrote about years ago about overtly sexual things that the Greek god Pan would do, including raping nymphs, which are like mermaids. And there's also a lot of mermaids in Peter Pan, for those of us who have seen the movie recently or just remember. It was also said that as offerings to the Greek god Pan, people would bring young children to the forest for him to feast upon. So I guess that could be completely coincidental, but it came up so heavily in my research and lines up so accurately, I figured it was at least worth noting. I mean, what are the chances of that? But the entire time throughout the Peter Pan plot, Captain Hook is looking to save the children from Peter Pan, who although is being painted as a hero, he definitely exhibits some eerie signs that something far more sinister is happening right in front of us. And I guarantee you, after listening to this podcast, if you rewatch these movies, you'll see them through a different lens. Also, keep in mind that Captain Hook would pull up Neverland on a map multiple times, and it is an island similar to Pleasure Island in that way from Pinocchio, which also ties into Epstein and North Fox Island. What are the chances? Also, when Captain Hook pulls up Neverland on a map, there is an island directly next to it known as Cannibal Island, which is also a main theme we see in the entertainment industry quite often, whether that be through award shows or music videos. It is a known conspiracy theory, which probably is true, that the elites and the people pulling the strings in this world are said to not only be into much younger boys and girls alike, but also flirt heavily with the idea of being cannibals. Yes, of course all these things could all just be coincidence, but once you open your eyes to the fact that a movie like Pinocchio is actually something far more sinister, I think it's much easier to believe and at least be open-minded to the fact that Peter Pan is much of the same. And if you've never heard of these eerie details, that's literally just the tip of the Disney iceberg. In the movie The Lion King, there is a scene where the night sky seems to be spelling out the word sex. I will admit it's kind of tough to see without knowing what you're looking for, but it is 100% there. Go look for yourself. But you might say, so what man, why would it matter if you're admitting the pattern wouldn't even be noticed consciously, at least until you really zone in and hone in on it. It matters because that image is picked up in our subconscious mind. So in theory, hiding these types of images or sexually themed content in plain sight enters our mind and is planted there forever. Although not fully acknowledged maybe by our conscious mind, we have to then remember the audience age for most of these films that Disney is targeting. That's right, the most susceptible minds of all. Children. It all goes into a theory that I personally believe hook, line, and sinker to be true. It does seem that the over-sexualization of children is happening at an alarming rate. We even see it in school libraries where children are offered extremely sexually explicit content even at a very young age. Is it possible that these words hidden behind these iconic scenes are out there purposely simply to be ingrained in the subconscious mind of our children? 
And like I said, that's literally just the tip of the iceberg when we're talking specifically about Disney. Disney is the biggest, if not one of the biggest, entertainment companies in the entire world. So you really start to notice a weird pattern, quite disturbingly in children's films more so than adult films. And like I always say, I encourage you to look into this specific subject yourself and make your own conclusions. But in my personal opinion, it's quite clear that these things are intentionally placed in these movies. It's simply too coincidental to be by accident. So then, we can reasonably conclude, at least in theory, that these subliminal messages and perverted storylines are placed in these movies purposely. But why? In my personal opinion, like I probably mentioned earlier a hundred times, these messages are placed in movies to reverse karma and let us know what's actually happening in our world. That's truly the only explanation I can come up with about Pinocchio specifically. I mean, it's just so clearly a hint toward the sick happenings that are going on behind the scenes. There's just simply no way the scenes in Pinocchio almost perfectly describe North Fox Island in the 1970s, and then of course also elude heavily to the island which also resembles Epstein Island. But like I say, I always encourage you to do the research on your own and form your own opinions. So definitely after you listen to this podcast tonight, do your homework, look into these Disney subliminal messages, and you will see, as I have seen, that a lot of this, at least in my opinion, is completely planted and made to be ingrained sometimes in the subconscious mind of children. And that is extremely alarming. Now I do want to go off on a different little tangent here. I did delay the podcast for an extra two weeks this time around, and I did want to apologize for that. I have a lot going on in my life. I normally don't talk about my personal life at all on the podcast, but I just started a second job, and I'm working toward buying a house for me and my family. Right now, we're moving into a bigger apartment, um, and I'm blessed to be saying that, and I'm working towards this goal um, with me and my wife, and I'm extremely blessed to say that. And um, I did want to say I am sorry for not putting out the content on the date that I normally do. I don't want to feel like I, I do feel like rather that I let some people down with that. I still kept up on TikTok, but nonetheless, I wanted to apologize. I also went on a cruise in the middle of that. So I started a new second job. I'm working about 50, 60 hour weeks and I was coming home and just burn out and so tired. Um, and then we went on a seven day cruise. So it's really been a lot. Uh, But I'm back on track and I'm ready to give you a jam-packed episode this week and return in two weeks with another jam-packed episode and get back on track. I appreciate those who are listening today who stuck with me and didn't give up on me because I didn't put out one episode. I do apologize about that. Trust me, I feel worse about that than anybody. So I do apologize. Thank you guys for sticking with me and I just wanted to share that information with you. I am working towards the ultimate goal of being a full-time podcaster and TikTok content creator, and that's something that doesn't happen overnight. I'm doing everything I can every day to make that happen, and I appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast or gives me feedback, whether positive or negative, on the TikTok videos that I make because you guys are helping me work toward that ultimate goal, and I am just so thankful for everybody who has reached out to me and given me their feedback, again, whether negative or positive, it is all important. I just want to open people's eyes to the world, and ultimately I want to do this full-time because this is what I love, and this is my true passion, and I'm just so glad to have found it, and thank you for everybody who's 
listening to me on a bi-weekly basis or listening to the TikTok or reaching out, it means the absolute world to me. But now I want to talk all about Matthew Perry. Now, in the past couple weeks, obviously, with Matthew Perry passing, this has been huge all over TikTok. Conspiracy theories have been popping up. A few of the podcasts that I personally listen to and trust have also shared their feedback on the Matthew Perry incident, in which we mean his passing, obviously, and some of the bizarre things that have been revolving around the passing of Matthew Perry. So I do want to spend the end of this episode going into that and some of my thoughts and feedback. So obviously, as most of us know, Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing, he was a beloved actor um, from the show Friends, most notably, passed away on October 28th, 2013. Now, I do want to point out that his toxicology reports have not come out yet, although I find it weird because it's been almost a week or maybe a week plus since his passing, and to not see any toxicology reports are very odd unless the family is not releasing that, so that's another layer to the story. But I do want to point out some of his odd Instagram activity leading up to the day of his death. Now, on October 17th, he would start by posting this eerie quote. No need to worry, everybody. I've got the streets tonight. And in the background is the new Batman movie, which actually came out in 2022. So a lot of people have pointed out to me on TikTok, especially I got some negative feedback when I was digging into the situation because I thought that the Batman activity on his Instagram was really odd and a little bit sporadic. He was also posting more um, than ever in the last week or week plus leading up to his death, which I find a little bit peculiar. And a lot of people said, you're an idiot. He loves Batman, and that's why he's posting all about Batman. And he even has a chapter in his memoir which is dedicated to Batman, an entire chapter dedicated to Batman. So we know that he likes Batman, and I'm not disputing that. But what we can't sit here and dispute is the fact that in the week plus leading up to his death, his Instagram content became a little more sporadic, and it was all to do with Batman. And some of the things he's saying, I'll read some of the quotes, and we'll talk about the actual content of it and what it might mean. It might open your eyes to the fact that I personally believe he may have seen his death coming. And that's just my personal opinion, and I'm excited to share it with you. Obviously, I feel bad that he passed away, and sometimes people get upset when we're talking about a wound that's so fresh. But when it comes to the Between the Lies podcast and any type of podcast in the conspiracy-type realm, we're really just trying to open your eyes when we see certain symbolism or certain things that just don't add up along the way. And we might view this as an occult or ritual murder. So we're really just trying to open people's eyes. We're not trying to step on anybody's grave. This podcast, as well as any conspiracy podcast, we're just trying to open your eyes to it. So let that be known. But on October 17th, he would post this. He states, No need to worry, everybody. I've got the streets tonight. And in this specific video, he's showing, it seems, an entertainment setup. First, he shows his ceiling, which shows a Batman symbol. Obviously, he loves Batman. I'm not disputing that. So just let that be known as well. Um, I don't want any threats anymore because I did get some threats over this specific video. But nonetheless, he's posting Batman, and he posts a couple screens in his room 
that pay homage to the 2022 version of Batman. That would be the newest one that has come out. Now, also, somebody commented and said, what's with all these strange posts? This was a week before he died. So that was one of the main comments that I'm seeing right here. So that tells you that I'm not the only one who thinks all this is odd. I mean, let's be honest. It's a little weird to start calling yourself Batman. No offense to the dead. The second post would be on October 19th, and he would state, Sleep well, everybody. I've got the city tonight. Matman. He's also in the actual picture showing his pool with a fully red Batman symbol lit up in it. Next post would be on October 21st, and we're going to go over the post, and then we're going to go over some of the meanings or what I believe them to be, and of course make your own conclusions along the way. But October 21st, he would say, what the fuck? Excuse my French, but that's what he said. It's a picture of the Batman symbol on his wall, which spells out Batman plays pickleball. And we'll get to that in a little bit. He loved pickleball, and that's very important as well. On October 22nd, there are three cranberries being placed on the table by a hand of somebody that we don't see on the screen. And he states, this is what I've had to eat today. I'm Matman. Again, this is off the par for the course for his normal Instagram activity. So whether he liked Batman or not, you have to realize that pattern. And somebody placing three cranberries on the table is very odd in itself. Now, many people have pointed to his addiction possibly coming back and him admitting maybe in this post Oh, he's not eating well. He's only eating three cranberries tonight or today, which is, you know, that could be totally it. I'm not denying that at all, but we'll get into some of what I believe to be the deeper meaning of that specific post as well. And that was on October 22nd. Again, on October 22nd, he states, do you know what I mean? Question mark. And there's a pumpkin and it has the Batman symbol in it. So again, a very eerie post that'll send shivers up your spine. Next, on October 22nd again, so his third post on that specific day, a picture or a video of the moon with the clouds passing through it. Very eerie. He states, Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I'm Matman. Again, extremely creepy. And his last post five days before his death on October 23rd is him literally sitting in the jacuzzi that he would later drown in with the moon clearly above him and basically in center frame of the picture. I mean, it's not exactly hiding in the picture. This is on October 23rd and the caption reads, Oh, so warm water swirling around you makes you feel good? I'm Matman. So, obviously, this is creepy and eerie and all of those things, especially considering that he broke his social media patterns in the weeks leading up until his death, or the week leading up until his death, sorry. So, obviously, we see that pattern, but let's talk about some of the deeper meanings and the fact that his last picture was him in a jacuzzi with the moon over him. He would die five days later, drowning, again, reportedly, in a jacuzzi, with the full moon over him. I mean, what are the chances of that? But let's talk about some of the earlier photos and why conspiracy theorists like myself started digging into them and finding some occult and just odd meanings to the whole thing. So the first picture, which was on 
October 17th. He says, no need to worry, everybody. I've got the streets tonight. And he shows screens with the Batman, which came out that specific movie in 2022. Now, many podcasts that I've listened to, as well as TikTok conspiracy theorists like myself, have dug deep into this before I really had the chance. And they opened my eyes to a possible meaning to that. So we're operating under the theory or the guise of, was this a ritualistic killing by Hollywood on a very specific date with the full moon as a sacrifice to the industry. We know a lot of these celebrities die mysteriously, and even Kanye West multiple times has spoken to the fact of a lot of people end up dead or missing in Hollywood. It's kind of weird, right? He also referenced his mom being sacrificed, and we see this in many of the music videos as well. I mean, sacrifice in Hollywood is kind of like the worst kept secret of all time. In my personal opinion, it is absolutely something that happens. So anyways, before I go off on a tangent, in the movie The Batman 2022, the only thing that people can really find in terms of being symbolic in the terms of Matthew Perry's specific post is this. So in that specific movie, there's a club called the Iceberg Lounge Club. But there is also a club within that club. So the 44 Below Club is a secret club within the Iceberg Lounge where secretly the rich and powerful Gothamites congregate to do drops and discuss business overall. Now, even at a point, Catwoman and Batman have this interaction, which I found a little eerie. Batman says, 44 Below, what is that? And Catwoman replies, it's the club within the club. It's the real club. So... Operating completely in theory, of course, is it possible that Matthew Perry knew about his passing and was trying to warn us? And by posting this specific Batman film, is it possible he was trying to let us know that Hollywood was responsible, a.k.a. the club inside the club? Because we know Hollywood is clicked up. Hollywood is certainly a club. But there is also a darker, sinister presence in the industry that's kind of in front of our face but is not admitted to, the real club inside the club. Now, I found that to be something that is possibly believable. Again, I don't know any of these things for a fact. I'm just theorizing with you guys and spitballing these ideas because I find it completely essential to kind of spread this information because if that is the case it is definitely important to go over and important to talk about is it possible in that post he was warning us about what was coming for him and who was responsible aka the club within the club that is hollywood next on october 19th we have this quote he says sleep well everybody i've got the city tonight and addresses himself as matman the picture is actually the Batman symbol in his pool. Now, for those of us who don't know what the Batman signal typically represents, it's a distress signal. It's what the city puts up when they need Batman to save them. So was he also mentioning that he needs somebody to save him or he's in a stressful time or signaling distress? That's also something we need to think about. Also, paparazzi, who, in my opinion, are terrible human beings, but nonetheless, after he passed away and this news came out, I guess helicopters went over his house and took aerial footage and aerial shots of basically the tents that were set up and obviously confirming the untimely death of Matthew Perry. In that specific picture, right next to the jacuzzi, is his pool, which has the Batman signal. 
which on October 28th, which is known as the Hunter's Moon and is extremely um, held in high standards in terms of the occult, that is very eerie. So you mean on a night leading up to Halloween, a very energy-filled night that is known as the Hunter's Moon, Matthew Perry is dead in his jacuzzi, and next to him is a bat. I mean, it's just really eerie, as well as him almost pointing it out before he passed away. But wait, it gets deeper. The next post, October 21st, he says Batman loves pickleball. Well, listen to this. If you've heard anything about Matthew Perry passing, as most of us have heard a hundred times drilled in our head by the media, you'll know that hours before his death, he was playing pickleball. So it's extremely coincidental that in one of his last posts before he passed away, he would refer to himself as Batman and said, Batman plays pickleball. Was he trying to warn us and he knew what was about to happen to him? I mean, the more you look into this through that specific lens, the more it seems like there's some tomfoolery here. And in my opinion, it almost seems like in Matthew Perry's case, as well as a list of other celebrities, which we'll go into a different time, but in Matthew Perry's case specifically, it almost seemed like he knew it was coming. He's taking pictures of the bat signal that would later be seen in the aerial footage. He's also taking pictures of a picture that says Batman plays pickleball, and we know that he played pickleball a few hours before his death and didn't feel well reportedly during pickleball. Is he somehow coming up with this and putting this out to warn people about what's to happen? Is it a signal of distress? I mean, personally, I just find it way too coincidental. But next up, on October 22nd, he would post a picture, or a video rather, of somebody placing three cranberries on the table, and he would state, this is what I've had to eat today. I'm Matman. Now, you may say, it's just somebody placing three cranberries on a table, man. I mean, how is that symbolic at all? But when you look deeper into it, you'll remember that the lead singer of the Cranberries died by drowning. So, I mean, again, just another weird coincidence. In the days leading up to his drowning death, he posts a video of Cranberries, and the Cranberries lead singer just happened to die from drowning. I mean, really, what are the chances of all these weird coincidences? Next up, again, on October 22nd, he would post a picture of the bat signal with a pumpkin, carved into a pumpkin, rather, and would say, do you know what I mean? So again, he's expressing his distress, possibly, with the bat signal and urging people, look deeper into what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, up until this point, nobody knew what he meant and just thought, oh, he went off the rails. But if you really look at it through this different lens, you start to see that some of these posts seem very calculated and are tying into things that definitely lead me, at least personally, to believe that he had some oversight that he may be in danger. But nonetheless, next, on October 22nd, he has a video of the moon, which says, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I'm Matman. And the moon is in all of its glory in the middle of the video. What are the chances that he urges us in the last two posts? He says, do you know what I mean with the bat signal on a pumpkin? And then he says, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I'm Matman with a full picture of the moon, which again, he died famously, infamously maybe, under this full moon. Come on, man. What are the chances of this? I mean, I could go on and on for days. 
these are way too many coincidences to even be coincidence. And again, that's like the main theme of this podcast, because when you look into some of these theories, all these little things line up and you say, how is that possible? Well, I believe that it's made to happen that way. But nonetheless, the next post was his last post as well on October 23rd, five days before his death. And again, he says, oh, so warm water swirling around makes you feel good? Question mark. I'm that man. And again, this being the most eerie of all the posts by far, he's in the corner of his jacuzzi and clearly up towards the top right corner, you see the moon in full view and it almost looks like a bat signal over the moon. So again, weird coincidence that the last picture he ever posts is him in the place where he would die? Weird coincidence that the moon is almost in full view in the picture? And then he would die in the jacuzzi under the full moon. And he even says, oh, so warm water swirling around makes you feel good? Question mark. As in, is it possible he was basically nodding at the fact of warm water makes you feel good, but I'm about to pass away in it? Did he know this was coming? Was he trying to warn people? I mean, really, the theories go on and on. But at the end of the day, just looking off his Instagram alone we can reasonably conclude that he may have had some prior knowledge to what was about to occur. Now, many people will say, well, he was a former addict. He may have relapsed. Again, until we have the toxicology reports, it's all really speculation. I can't deny that. But I will say the fact that the toxicology reports have not come out yet makes me doubt the integrity of the investigation at all. I mean, realistically, they would know within a few days what was in his body and I'm questioning why that hasn't been released yet, especially such a high-profile passing such as Matthew Perry, such a beloved character on and off screen. And also, him passing away on October 28th under a full moon, which is extremely important in the occult, a full moon sacrifice, and it's also known as the Hunter's Moon. Is it possible that he was just a pawn in the elite's game? Is he a sacrifice for the wealth and fame and fortune of the industry. Many other people have also drowned Whitney Houston and her daughter, which is other things that we'll have to go into detail on another time, but bathtubs and drowning is extremely occult and is known as an occult practice. And drowning in a bathtub or a jacuzzi or water period is known as prestiging almost onto the next life. So was he sacrificed? Did he do this willingly? I mean, at this point, based off his Instagram alone, my opinion alone, anything is possible. And that's scary. So again, I always urge you guys, do your own research. Make your own conclusions. I know some people have been attacking me for making my beliefs known, but that's my job. This is the Between the Lies podcast. We're trying to look deeper into some of these issues, such as Disney or the passing of Matthew Perry or these organizations like the CIA, etc. Because, quite frankly, I've been doing this research for 10 plus years, and I can tell you that most of the world is a lie. Most of the world around us is a lie, and the sooner that we realize that, the better. So when we hear reports of, oh, he just passed away by drowning, or it was drugs, or this and that, you can believe that if you want. But when you look into these Instagram posts, there is certainly more to the story than we know, and it just seemed like he knew it was coming. 
and we haven't heard at all that it was a suicide, so that's odd too. Make what you want of this information, but again, I urge you to go and do your own research as I do and come to your own conclusions because a lot of this stuff is just so intriguing and baffling to me. It's just, it's nuts. There are even a few references in Friends, the show, of course, that he was in, over the years to him drowning. A couple times his on-screen girlfriend, I believe at the time, Monica, referenced him being a moron who's drowning. She actually says it twice in the scene. And in a different scene, David Swimmer asks a girl in front of Chandler, would she rather die of fire burns or die of drowning? I mean, that could be completely coincidental. I'm not completely sold on that part of it. But nonetheless, there are a lot of theories and a lot of smoking guns that really make this seem like there's more to it than we truly know. My personal belief is it's ritual killing and that it's a cult. I mean, there's no way around all the coincidences and the symbolic nature of the things he was posting as well as him dying under the full moon. And lastly, I want to make one last final point. In the first of these sporadic Instagram posts, he would post the 2022 Batman. And we talked about the Iceberg Lounge being the club, but the 44 Below Club being the club inside of the Iceberg Lounge. And also, throughout that entire movie, the billionaires and powers that be are going against Batman, and that's what he is fighting against. And they're out to kill Batman. Is it possible that he was almost putting his own bat signal out and leaving it up to us to find the clues and letting us know that he was the next target of this sick and sinister industry we know as Hollywood? We might never know for certain, but I appreciate everybody listening and everybody who gives me feedback. And whether that's negative or positive, it helps me, it helps build my opinion. And it's important for you guys to do your own research and come to your own conclusions. I literally love doing this podcast. Again, like I said before, I truly apologize for being a couple weeks late. I feel terrible about it, but life caught up with me and I've been stressed and overworked. And I'm just so glad to be back and to be doing the Between the Lies podcast. As always, I am your fearless host. I am always willing to express my own opinion, and present some facts to you guys along the way. And I hope that you guys listen to this podcast and go and look for the information on your own and come up with some stuff that I haven't even seen yet. Reach out to me on TikTok. I'm an open book. I'm willing to hear your feedback, whether that be negative or positive, as I always say. And I'm proud to be bringing you the Between the Lies podcast. As always, I am your host, signing out. Until next time. It's Tammy's second son, still though he the one of one Penning his late night thoughts like he's Reverend Run Combining sermons with the verses, need some medicine I'm ill-minded, boulders on my shoulders and they weigh a ton I gotta shake them off swiftly, bitch I'm taking off Ain't no opposition, quite frankly, if we aim at y'all Flowing viciously and weaving through the mystery My mama raised a soldier from 96 till infinity 
I gotta harness pain, I'm standing in the pouring rain Hoping that one day I see a rainbow, I gotta turn this page I gotta learn to manage grief, can't let it damage me No, I cannot let this shit destroy me and my family, I can't I'm on a different wave, up and down on different days Smoking potent flow, the grossest poet, living in a daze Rollercoasting, riding out emotion a hundred different ways Still the realest, I'ma be that way until I'm in the grave, I swear